children, we dream of going on adventures, of achieving something great, and having amazing experiences in our life. But far too often, as we grow into adults, we lose that thirst for adventure. We resign ourselves to living a lesser life, to playing it safe, even though our heart yearns for more. That's why I'm so excited to introduce today's guest. His name is Steve Cam. He is the founder of nerdfitness.com. And for the past five years, Steve Cam has transformed himself from a wannabe daydreamer into a real life superhero. He's flown stunt planes in New Zealand. He's gone gambling in a tuxedo at the Casino de Monte Carlo and even found Nemo on the Great Barrier Reef. And to help him move from this wannabe, from a guy who is too afraid to take action, he built a system that allowed him to complete quests, to take on boss battles, earn experience points, and literally level up his life. Today, he's here to talk about how you can become the superhero of your own life. Far too many of us are spectators. We sit and watch as others are living out their dreams. We sit and listen, hearing others share the stories of their accomplishments. Why not you? Why not now? So get ready to learn how to unlock adventure Enjoy more happiness and become the hero of your own story with Steve Cam. Steve Cam, welcome to the Legendary Life Podcast, man. Ted, thanks for having me, dude. Yeah, it's an honor to have the rebel leader of Nerd Fitness on the Legendary Life Podcast today. We've been going back and forth. Actually, I reached out to you a while back. And actually, the show name was different then. So back in the day, that's correct. But really happy to have you here, man. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. And dude, you have such an interesting story. You have been traveling all over the world. You're running your business out of a laptop, nerdfitness.com for anyone who wants to go check that out right now. Uh, you've just been having adventure after adventure. You've also guest lectured at Google, Facebook. You've had a TEDx talk. Man, just a crazy wild story. For those of the people who haven't heard of Nerd Fitness and Steve Cam, can you talk about your story? Because, I mean, what would it be without having the superhero origin story <laughs> of the rebel leader of Nerd Fitness? Sure. Just after college, I moved to San Diego, California, and took the highest paying sales job I could find because both my parents were in sales. And I was like, oh, they're in sales. I, I should probably do that. And very quickly learned that I was terrible at sales and horribly mismatched for the position. So I like talking to people, but I was really, really not good or, or mismatched in, in trying to sell them things. So while I'm working this job, I signed up for a gym membership in California. And although I'd been training through college and, you know, kind of love these nerdy pursuits on the side that they were like, Oh, Hey, when you sign up for this gym membership, you get free personal trainer sessions. I was like, I know what I'm doing. That's fine. They're like, well, they're free. You know, you, you might as well use them. I'm like, okay, fine. So when I went to go in for my personal trainer sessions, fortunately I was lucky enough to have a guy that 
ended up being pretty influential really in, in my health and fitness philosophy. He's like, okay, we're going to simplify the heck out of your workout. We're just going to make you really strong and uh, we're going to fix your diet. I was like, I don't need that stuff. I know what I'm doing. And he's like, just give me 30 days. And, and I had more success with him in 30 days than I had in my entire six years prior to that of going to the gym five days a week. And the light bulb went off my head. I was like, man, if it took me six years of even thinking I know what I'm doing and I had no clue, there's got to be other people out there like myself who are, who are struggling with the same thing. And this is, again, right around the time when I'm miserable in my day job and driving from job site to job site, construction site to construction site, reading Harry Potter books in between sales calls. And I stumbled across uh, on my lunch break. I think I just finished the seventh Harry Potter book and I needed something new to read uh, when I was in between getting rejected on <laughs> sales calls. And uh, I stumbled across Tim Ferriss's for our work week. And a big part of it was picking something that you're good at and a social group you're part of. And for me, it was like, well, I'm reading Harry Potter. I build computers. I play a lot of video games. But I've also kind of feel like I've cracked this, this code to help other beginners get healthy and fit. And I Googled nerd and fitness and, and nothing popped up. And I purchased nerdfitness.com having no idea how I was going to turn it into a business or if it would ever become one. I was like, I just want to help people. I want to help people like me. And I hope someday I can help enough people that I can then turn this into something that uh, I'm really proud of and freeze up my kind of time and location so that I can finally start doing all the things I've always dreamed of, but things I've always consistently put off. You know, I had never traveled. I never had time to do certain You know, I told myself I never had time to learn a new instrument, or learn a language, uh, read more books, blah, 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 because I was just horribly, I was terrible at time management. So I finally kind of cracked the code there and, and put all this together and, and nerdfitness.com is, is the results. And it started as just a blog and now we have an email list of almost 300,000 people that has been built pretty much organically. You know, I haven't spent any money on advertising and it's, it's become this really cool movement of people all over the world that are helping each other get healthier and fit. And as a result of building that business and kind of restructuring my life like a video game, I've got to travel to six continents and learn musical instruments and, and live out like the adventures and fantasies that I had been dreaming about and reading about my whole life. Man, that is such an awesome story. And one of the things that I really like, because I'm, I'm actually one of those 300,000 people that are signed up to your oh, list. Oh, cool. Thanks, man. And you're one of the few fitness blogs that I am signed up to because most of them, I don't really, you know, I get my information here and there. Uh, I know this is the first time we're talking. I've been in the fitness industry for 17 years. And as you probably know, so many fitness professionals, they, they struggle because although they're good at what they do, they just fail to connect with people. They fail sure. to get a, a message out there, a story that inspires people to get up off their ass and take action. Yet I see what you've done and I really enjoy reading your articles, uh, partly because I'm a nerd, right? I started out playing Dungeons and Dragons, probably a little more old school than you. I wasn't <laughs> playing pool radiance on the computer, came later. It was uh, rolling 20-sided die and 10-sided die, you know? And you have this great thing is connected with so many people. And you've also bridged this gap in our society. We kind of have these people who think like, I'm a bro. I, you know, chug protein powder, I lift heavy weights. And then there's 
the nerds. Oh, I don't do physical things. I do mental things. That's how I define myself. That's my identity. And you have bridged this gap in such an amazing way. Let's talk about what is the foundation for that, the video games, the role-playing games, and how you're living out a character when most people are still living vicariously, either through reality television shows or uh, video games. I'd like to tell people that I was raised by two loving parents and a Nintendo entertainment system. You know, I, was born, <laughs> I was born in 1984, and I, I think my earliest memory was I was probably four years old, and the kid down the street from me had a Nintendo, and just watching people play Castlevania, Legend of Zelda, Super Mario, Metroid, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, just all of these games, like, immediately enamored uh, specifically The Legend of Zelda. You know, here's, here's this little kid with a wooden sword and shield tasked with saving the world. And I remember going out in my backyard and making my own sword and shield. And I made a bow and a set of arrows to pretend like I was Link. And I, I didn't realize it, but I had threaded the arrows with poison ivy leaves. <laughs> but like, I was like, oh, these you know, arrows need to have feathers at the end. I don't have any feathers. I'll just use these leaves over here. I'm horribly allergic to poison ivy, so I spent the afternoon like Link, and I spent the next two weeks with a puffed-up face, like so bad that I couldn't even see out of my eyes. Like my face was so swollen. So to to say, from a young age, I fell in love with video games, and then I loved going outside and acting them out. As I got older, games got better, the storylines got more intricate, the graphics got better, life became less interesting. And I had to use less and less imagination. I could spend more time sitting in a computer or on my couch and didn't have to come up with a storyline. I didn't have to imagine what the graphics would look like because it got, it got so great. And what had started as kind of this innocent hobby or this, this entertainment, as I got this job that I really despised, video games became more and more of an escape for me. And I think many other people do it too, but they escape into the next season of a show on Netflix or uh, they escape into another book series, or they escape into the bottom of a bottle or something, and uh, you know, drugs and alcohol and things like that. And for me, my escape was, was video games. And it wasn't until I started to kind of put this idea together of, of health and fitness and, and what specifically trying to cater to the nerd community and speak my language to help people in that, in that space that I kind of put two and two together like the, oh, like what if life is the role-playing game and you're not just going to the gym, but you're going on a mission to complete this particular series of, of quests or things like that. And why don't we build a reward system in? And why don't we take the things that we love in those games and apply them to, to real life and get excited about that? And it's why the tagline for Nerd Fitness uh, became Level Up Your Life. And it was a tagline from, from very early on. I want to say within the first few months, I think, the tagline became Level Up Your Life. And I remember there was, a, I wrote an article called, What is Your Profession on Nerd Fitness? And it was this idea of taking role-playing archetypes and fantasy archetypes and, and kind of transposing them into health and fitness. So like, oh, if you love to strength train and pick up heavy things, you're a warrior. If you like to run and bike, then you'd be a scout. If you like martial arts, you'd be a monk. And like, I just, as soon as I had that idea in my head and published it on Nerd Fitness, people went crazy for it and got to the point where I was like, okay, here we go. We're onto something here. Nerd Fitness is not just a health and fitness website where you can learn how to do a push up or learn how to cook. It's a website where you can create an alternate version of yourself and apply these really fun game mechanics and almost like behavioral psychology to help you do the things that you 
you know you need to do, but you can't get yourself to do them. We all know we need to eat less and move more. Like, it's not rocket science, but we can't get ourselves to do it. And it, when, when I started speaking in this language, it became so much more enjoyable for me. The community really rallied around it. And, and since then, yeah, like I said, it's, it's, it's become something far bigger and more involved and way nerdier than I could have expected when I started <laughs> it, which has made it so much more fun for me. Like, I'm looking at above me. You know, I have Iron Man, Hulk, Captain America, and Thor. I have Captain America's shield on the wall over there. You know, I'm playing through a role-playing game right now. I have built myself into a character that involves, like, traveling and doing all these cool things. Life is the game. And when I made that change and started looking at life in that respect, things that would have normally been an obstacle, I think, more became like, ooh, here's a boss battle. And how can I defeat this? And how can I move on from it? How can I level up from it? And people really resonated with that. Man, I love that paradigm. And I think, although I've never thought about it, the idea that, hey, you are a character in a video game or a role-playing game and you start out at level one. And then as you get to level two and three and, you know, level one's not so badass, but as you start to gain more experience, you start to build skills, you start to do certain things, you change. and. Yeah. That's definitely made an impact on me as well, I feel, uh, because you're right. We took that idea, although I've never, like you've turned it into something amazing, but we've applied it to our lives and say, hey, you know, I'm level one, but I can get better at anything that I put my mind to, that I practice. My question for you is for someone listening right now who is stuck watching Netflix, who is playing, I don't know what the video games are now. I work so much. I, I haven't played in a long time, but losing 10 hours, staying up all night, just losing themselves in that video game, or perhaps even drugs and alcohol. What was the point that got you to stop living out that life in video mm -hmm. games sure. and apply it to yourself? And what do you have to say for people who are at that point where they're living vicariously and they're not on the adventure themselves. They're not the character, the hero of their own lives. Sure. Uh, I think the thing that I stumbled across pretty consistently when I, when I wrote, I ended up writing a book called Level Up Your Life and looking back on my, my kind of own, my own journey and how I was able to do the things that I was able to do. I remember actually I bought nerdfitness.com 18 months before I even finally started working on it. And the big problem I ran into, I kept telling myself I didn't have time or I wasn't motivated enough to write. And really what it was is I was so hooked on a game called EverQuest. Yep. At the time it was uh, EverQuest 2, very similar to you know World of Warcraft, a, a game that is persistently online and you could play for thousands of hours and not see everything. And my computer literally exploded on me. Like I uh, built my own PC and was using that to play the game. And the fans in the computer, unbeknownst to me, burned out and it fried the motherboard and I didn't have the money to fix it. And like this was like my call to action moment. Like here I am 18 months after coming up with this idea and not being able to take action on it. And finally my computer explodes and like the spell is lifted on my head. I'm like, oh, I, I come out of this fog. Dude, you're you're spending all this time dumping into this thing. Like, what is it about this game that had you hooked so much? And you mentioned it earlier, going from level one to level two and seeing that progress, moving from level two to getting a reward and going to level three, whatever. It's this concept called the progress principle, but it's an idea that we as humans love to see progress. And every time we get to see progress, be it in a game, finish a book, 
finish the end of an episode or see the end of a series, we get this like, this hit of dopamine in our brains that say, ooh, I liked how that felt. I need to do more of it. And that's why these games are so freaking addicting. Like they've been studied by behavioral psychologists, like how this game has overtaken people's lives. Like they build this progress principle so well. And it's the perfect amount of challenge between levels. So it's not frustrating enough to get you to quit but it's just challenging enough to get you to go one more and you get the sense of accomplishment from completing it. So once my computer exploded and I couldn't afford to fix it, it's like, all right, dude, like you need to go all in on nerd fitness and start building it. And I got hooked on watching the number of people that signed up for the email list improve. I got hooked on improving myself physically. You know, it wasn't what does the scale say, but it was what am I capable of this week that I wasn't capable of last week. And it shifted my focus from what that number in the scale was to you know, some sort of performance-based goal. And when I combine those performance-based goals with the idea of myself being a character that could level up if I complete a certain amount of challenges, I got hooked on improving myself as a person, improving the business I was trying to build, get myself to travel more. So I really took the same reason why I got hooked on a game and reverse engineered my life to get my brain rewired to get hooked on those same things in, in, in life. Like I'm, I'm sitting next to a violin right here that I started playing. I learned how to play while I was writing this book. I wanted to prove that like, hey, like this doesn't just apply to health and fitness. Like doing more push-ups is great. But you can apply these same game mechanics to learning an instrument, learning a language, getting started with art, building a business dating, going out on a certain number, whatever it may be, like get, getting your social life in order, whatever it is, identifying this progress principle and, and seeing if you can like visually, audibly somehow represent it in your life so that you have small bite-sized goals that build progressively on each other. And when you pull those things off and you start to advance up those things, your brain is getting hit with that, those dopamine hits, you get a hook on it. You get hooked on improving yourself as a person or, you know, quote unquote, leveling up your life. It becomes part of what you do. And every day then becomes an opportunity to improve in some way at something that challenges you, that excites you in a, in a really interesting way. Yeah, that's such a powerful, powerful perspective. I really appreciate listening to you because you take things that I've experienced with video games and in my life and improving and you put it in a way where like I get it. And it's no surprise to me that nerd fitness is as successful as it is. And you've mentioned that you've written a book and in part, that's why I've uh, asked you to be on the podcast today. But before we get into your book, can you share a story of this, uh, maybe your most memorable story or an epiphany that you had going on all these adventures? You've done some super cool things being James Bond in Monaco. What is a story that from your experience of leveling up your life that stands out to you as perhaps the coolest or most most sure. life-changing point? Sure. Uh, I'll give you two. One, uh, shortly after you know coming up with this concept of life being a game, I took my first international trip. I went to Peru with my friend, my buddy Cash. Cash and I have been friends since first grade. Cash and I went to Peru for two weeks to go explore Machu Picchu. I grew up watching Indiana Jones and, and loving the idea of yeah. exploring ancient, ancient ruins and, and played the Uncharted video games and Tomb Raider and just loved, loved, loved this idea of ancient civilizations and learning about them. 
But for me, the idea of like traveling outside of the country is like, oh no, I hear that's dangerous. I read on travel.gov or whatever that uh, <laughs> this country is dangerous. And what you don't realize is like, regardless of what country you're going to go visit, the government tells you that it's really dangerous to go there. Like literally, I think every country they list is is listed as that. And I never traveled outside of the U.S. and had always just assumed, if I was ever traveling, it was like, oh, buy a flight, stay in an expensive hotel and and then uh, come home and need a vacation from it. So this trip to Peru was, was, was a big paradigm shift for me. I think the whole trip cost me like a thousand bucks. I was staying in hostels that cost less than $10 per night. Meals cost me less than $5. My flight was the most expensive part of the, the, the trip. But I, for a life-changing two-week experience, it was like a thousand bucks. Like that's that's pretty damn good. So I'm sitting there in Peru on Machu, you know, at, at the the ruins of Machu Picchu as the sun is coming up over the Andes and like the clouds part and the mist parts, and you can see the city that had been built hundreds and hundreds of years prior to that. I'm like there is so much of this world I haven't seen yet, and most of my exploration has come through a computer screen or a television. I got to get out there. Like I, I got to do this stuff. So I came home from that trip really energized and, and excited and, and had built some confidence that I ended up booking an around the world plane ticket wow. uh, that had left a few months later and traveled alone. And for somebody that has a risk averse, shy, introverted nerd that is a picky eater, it's like, uh, this <laughs> is going to be a challenge for me, but I can always come home. I can always, you know, if I have to, if this doesn't work, then I'll figure it out. I learned a lot on that trip. And my favorite memory was probably the James Bond moment where I went to, I was in Monaco and I spent the night, stayed at the Fairmont Monte Carlo. I'd rented a, I went in a tuxedo gambling at the, at the Fairmont, I'm sorry, at the Monte Carlo casino and ended up making money on the weekends. So I'm sitting there the morning Very after cool. and people, anybody who's looking at me is probably like, who is this, you know, what's this rich guy doing and who is his dad or what is his company or blah, 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 you know, what dot com, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And the reality was like the day before and the day after that adventure, I was staying at a $15 a night hostel in Nice, France. I had rented the tux for 50 bucks. The money I was gambling with had been carefully saved over the previous 10 months to, so that I knew even if I lost it, I had a story to tell. And I'm sitting there watching like, these billion-dollar yachts the morning after pull into Monaco's harbor. And I just couldn't help but think, like, a year prior to that, I had never been outside of North America. And I had always been afraid to travel. I liked the idea of it. I had these ideas for adventures, but I consistently put them off. Nothing happened. And I realized that it wasn't until I finally was like, okay, you need to start introducing some systems and game mechanics into your existence to make these things happen. Because if you just say, I'll travel when I'm less busy, learn this new skill when there's when I have more time to do it, those things will never, ever, ever get done. And after having those those moments of traveling and, and whatever, it's been, life has just become, I mean, it's really exciting at the moment where I, I just get to do some fun stuff and, and you know, it's built in a way that challenges me and, and I'm learning things and, and you know, it's become something pretty damn cool. Man, I love that. And I'll tell you one thing. I'm, I'm fascinated with this idea of what truly makes people happy. And there's a concept called the hedonic treadmill. And that's that our happiness stays kind of the same for most of our experiences. Even lottery winners have won the lottery and went from sipping a Bud Light on their crappy couch to perhaps sipping a fine wine on their luxurious high-end couch and their happiness isn't different. And what I hear you saying, what I, 
what comes to my mind is like most people are on this trap or in this trap where they're trying to make more money. They're trying to watch another show because, hey, like you said, you get the hit of dopamine or play another video game or perhaps go buy something. And it leads to a zero net increase in happiness. Maybe sure. we feel a little bit better when we get the new car, when we get the new pair of shoes or whatever it is, or watch the next episode. But it ultimately brings you back to this place where you feel the same. And what I see in you, because I've been following you for a while, I've listened to interviews with that you've done over the years, and you see a change in who you are. And I mean, that's the answer, isn't it? You're playing the game of life. You're out there doing the scary things and finding out they're not so scary. And you've enjoyed the results of it as well. And now what level do you think you're at? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, you know, nerd fitness has has changed. It's now at the point where we have nine I have nine employees that work full time with me on nerd fitness and, and it's grown and the business has grown and you know I just recently moved to, to New York City and you know it's uh, I think some people would probably be like, oh you're just you know you're just looking for more and more and more and more and more and for me, when it comes to happiness, I really try to break it, you know, broke it down into two things. And it's the idea of growth and flow. And Love it. growth is specifically what I talked about earlier, the, the progress principle, the consistent, you're, you're always improving on something, some aspect of you. So it's, for me, I train four days a week. I play music seven days a week. And I'm, and I'm trying to improve and get better at those things. And then there's this concept of flow. Flow is this uh, great concept by a guy whose name I will not even bother trying to pronounce. Mihai um, Chixin. Yeah, Mihai, Mihai, yeah. Chixin, right, yes. And it's this idea like when you can introduce a certain type of experience in your day-to-day -day life where you're working on something that matters, you are challenged in a certain way, and it helps you lose track of time, you kind of enter like the Zen state where like you're, so, like you're really focused on this particular task at hand. And I found that the more time I spend growing and the more time I spend in this flow, the healthier and the happier, the more content and satisfied I am. And you know, I've been able to apply it to business. I apply it to my intellectual endeavors, my musical endeavors, my health and fitness business, whatever it may be. So I, I really try to focus on those things. As far as what my level is right now, we actually just re we built this cool thing as a result of the book where you can go to levelupyourlife.com and build your own character and and actually create your list of quests and missions in there and level like level the character up. So we just I just switched over from like I used to do like the D and D version where it's like sure. I calculated it all by hand. And I think I made it up to like level fourteen or fifteen. And now I think in the new It's pretty version, badass. Yeah. <laughs> I think my new version of life, uh, I'm currently level twelve. I think I, I downplayed some of them and add, added some new levels and missions and things like that. So as far as what I'm working on, dangerously close to a 405 deadlift, learning to play some new things on the violin, started introducing some mobility goals and some, you know, a big goal really was crossing this book out, publishing, a, having an actually published book, hit a bookshelf was a, was a big goal on that list. So currently trying to identify what those next incremental steps are for me to continue improving to and to have some fun too. Awesome, man. And yeah, thanks for bringing up flow. And I'm a nerd too. I just kind of sound like a meathead, but <laughs> I became a meathead through all the nerdy things I learned about exercise science. But uh, yeah, you. I've had Stephen Kotler on the show, who's like the the guy who's taken Mihai Chicksent Mihai stuff and just kind of ran with it. But sometime I've had some feedback from listeners like, 
what did that guy just talk about? Because he's so technical about it. I love listening to him, but you state it in a way like for in plain English that anybody can understand. And I know you mentioned your book. Let's dive into it. So you, you've mentioned some parts of it already, sure. creating a character, growth, flow, setting, uh, establishing missions. Talk a little bit about the journey of the book and uh, of creating this book and then what's, what's in it. Yeah, it's uh, so the book's called Level Up Your Life. It's it's a I like to think of it, you know, like it's a personal development book. I think for people that are probably skeptical of personal development, love it. So they're like, you know, as a, as a nerd, you're like, uh, you know, a nerd would read The Secret and be like, what the, you know, this is really. Yeah. I'll just make a vision board. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> absurd. Like I need some, I need some X's and O's. I'm thinking and really hard about muscles right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you need <laughs> ones and zeros. Give me PubMed back studies and research and right. tell me why this is going to work and examples and somebody in my situation, or I'm not going to believe any of this nonsense. Yeah. So I, I really try to approach this book from that angle. Really, I, I want to help people do the things that they say they've always wanted to do. It might be travel. It might be getting in shape, running your first marathon. It's all these things that we've always said. I wish, I wish I could do that. We always have. Everybody's got something, and it's identifying and explaining to them one why they haven't been able to do it up to this point, and two how to build systems in their lives to get them to pull it off. So there's there's a quote I share in the book. Just, you know, it's actually it's screw motivation, cultivate discipline. And to put that in a little bit more eloquently explained terms, hopefully, it's this idea that we are all just like, oh, man, I wish I was motivated to run more. Or I wish I was just motivated to save more money and not spend on this thing. Or I wish I was motivated to learn a language. I'll do it when I'm ready. And when those things don't happen, then you're just like, well, I'll just have to wait until the inspiration strikes. And I come to realize, like, if you're waiting for those things, it is never going to happen. However, so if, you can rever- if you reverse engineer your life and build systems and put accountability and rewards and surround yourself with the right types of people. Like you can reverse engineer success in those things. Just for an example, I I couldn't get myself to actually write the book. This is hysterical. I was so overwhelmed at the idea of writing a book that I I was like, I'll start it when I have more time and I'll start it when, and I'm like, I'm writing a book about these things that I'm trying to get myself to do at the same time. It's so meta. (laughs) I realized two months later, I'm like, dude, if if you're going to sit around and wait, this is never going to happen. So instead, very much like a video game, I broke it into small daily goals. Every day I have to write 500 words. No matter how terrible they are, no matter... No matter how bad the words were, no matter how little I wanted to write, no matter how much I wanted to do anything else, I woke up every morning and I used a program called Scrivener that showed me a little word counter. And as soon as it hit 500, it had this little progress bar that would fill up. And when it hit 500 words, it would give you this really satisfying ding noise. And to any gamer, that ding noise is like crack. You're like, you hear it. You're like, oh, that means a level up. That means I get into something new, blah, blah, blah. So I get hooked every morning on hearing that 500th word and that ding noise, which as somebody, you know, it's like Pavlov, like a Pavlovian response for me, thanks to years of playing EverQuest. And sure enough, after two months of zero writing, I ended up writing 100,000 words in, wow. in three months. And my book was only supposed to be 60,000 words and I ended up writing over 100 because I put a system in place where every morning I woke up, I wrote a book. If I didn't do it, uh, there'd be some negative consequence. If I did do it, there's rewards and so on and so forth. So writing the book was an adventure for me personally. And throughout the book, I not only share my stories, but also share over a dozen, probably about 20 stories from members of the nerd fitness community of people that have applied game mechanics to their lives as well. 
young, old, men, women, divorced, single. You know, there's, there's this really cool story of a construction worker, a single dad, and he fell in love with the questing system from a particular Japanese comic. So him and his son, that's how they bonded on their weekends together. They did martial arts together, and they had missions to complete, and that's how they spent their time. It was like, I just love being able to share really fun, cool stories like that. So it's a personal development book for people that are not interested in personal development, and it walks you step-by-step really through how to start doing those things that you said you've always wanted to do with really nerdy references. So, I mean, I, the whole book is, is grounded in, you know, The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Hunger Games, ha- uh, Harry Potter, Legend of Zelda, Super Mario. You know, the, really the, the important nerdy things that, that have positively shaped and influenced my life. The book gets to follow a really cool path to, that is drawing motivation from those guys as well. Yeah, man, that is... I love you're blowing me away right now, Steve. I'm, you know, because I listen to your story. I listen to what you're doing. You're inspiring so many people, and you put together, like you said, I'm a nerd. I'm skeptical. I can't get into the idea of the law of attraction or anything like right. that. This from the secret, and you put this together, and you've inspired so many people. And right now, I'm inspired listening to you sharing your stories of what you've done and how you've helped people. And it's just like you've in your authenticity as well. You come across as you share the struggle, the struggle you wanted to write the book, but about the leveling up your life and you're having trouble writing it. And those are the stories that we need to hear because too many of the gurus out there, it just seems like they all have it together. That's the they're infallible. Yeah, they're infallible. And they just have it all together and I don't have it together. And maybe if I keep just listening to them, it'll happen for me. But you put something together. You mentioned one story from the book. Can you share another story that really inspired you that you can share with the, the listeners? Sure. Throughout the book, we share, uh, I, I talk about this concept using 20 seconds of courage. And it was a concept I, I learned from the movie, uh, like Matt Damon's movie, uh, We Bought a Zoo which is like an okay movie, but not, not one that I particularly expected to be life-changing. But he talks about this concept in the movie of if there's something that you really want to do and you're terrified to do it, you only need 20 seconds of insane courage. You can be terrified before, you can be freaking freaked out after, but just give yourself 20 seconds of courage and see what can happen. And when I, said, when I shared this on Nerd Fitness, I think I equated it to like old Norse Viking warriors, you know, like the berserkers who like work themselves up into a frenzy and, and, and what's what made them powerful workers. Or in Super Mario Brothers, it's, it's star power where like you get to be invincible for those 20 seconds. I, I loved being able to share that and share stories of people in the book that use 20 seconds of courage to dramatically change their lives. There's a woman named Natasha who is a, I think she was a college sophomore. And she loved the idea of dancing, but she could never, she was afraid, terrified of going to a dance class and eventually works up the courage to step inside, I think it was ballroom, uh, step in the back and sit in the back of a classroom and watch people ballroom dance. And she worked up the courage three months later to finally, finally start dancing. And when she did that, she was like, oh, this is not so bad. And what was I afraid of? And, and so on and so forth. So she used 20 seconds of courage to, to get started with dancing and since went on to she's now like a professional ballroom dancer like she like Whoa. competes in competitions with her club at school 
and I, I think wants to pursue this afterwards. Not only that, uh, she quit her job at the bookstore after building up some confidence thanks to this dance stuff and, and took on a research position at her, at her school and got to do, and do some really cool research trips. So it was cool to be able to share a story of somebody that was a little bit alternative in that it wasn't just health and fitness, it wasn't just travel, but it was like, a, hey, here's, a, here's somebody that applied this really interesting, fun concept of um, using 20 seconds of courage to, to try something that you've always been afraid of. And, and she used it to just walk in the door of a dance class and just walking in set her down a completely different path for the rest of her life. So I love being able to share the, the 20 seconds of courage thing because I think people are like, oh, I can do 20 seconds. Like, that's, that's not too bad. And then, like, it's pretty fun to see what can happen in 20 seconds or as a result yeah. of 20 seconds, I should say. Sure, sure. No, great story. And it takes less, like you said, 20 seconds. It takes less time, effort, fear, struggle than we think sometimes to make a huge shift in the trajectory of our life to send us down a path that maybe would have never been sure. ever had she not done that. Man, that is just powerful, Steve. I feel like you're a hero on your journey you made your call to action and you're helping others heed that call because there's way too many people, man, who are not doing things that light them up inside, that make them feel alive in the world. And if we're to make this planet a better place to live, if we're going to have longevity for the human race, sure. more of that needs to happen. And you're a guy who's making that happen. So Thanks, I just, I'm very fortunate to get to do the things that, that, that challenge and excite me and, and those things also happen to line up with things that improve other people's lives as well. I like to think it's a, you know, it's a net positive effect on, on the lives that, that I get to, to impact and I'm just very fortunate to work with fun people and, and, and have some fun at the same time. Yeah, well, man, you know, you say that and you're modest about it and th you're the type of leader that we need, right? The people oh, who are you. actually... Oh man, you know, it's true because the guy who's like, Hey, follow me. I'm the guy who's going to lead you to the salvation or the life that you want. Like a Donald Trump, you know, sure. that's not the guy we need. You know, we need guys like you. We need more people, more people who are afraid to step up, to step up and make this place better for us, for them, for our families, for our communities, and ultimately the world. And you're doing that. Let me ask you, Steve, because we're coming up on time. I know you got something at three, as do I. But what is next for you, Steve? Next, I'm trying to I, work through what I think what, what another book could be. I really honestly, like, as, as an introvert, I, I didn't love the the promotional part of book stuff. Like it was really weird for me to be like out there and, and the spotlight and, and, but I loved writing it. I mean, uh, that once, once I kind of wrapped my head around how to, how to write it and get myself to write every day, I really enjoyed the writing process. I would love to write another book, I think, and just explore other ways to serve the nerd fitness community. We have this camp every fall that's really fun, and, and I would love to see if we can come up with some other ways to get people together in real life and see what they can uh, see what we can do because some pretty powerful things happen in those events. Yeah, and actually, we have a listener, Kurt, who said he was going to your event last October. So, oh, cool. Kurt, if you're listening, I want a full update on your experiences <laughs> at Nerd Fitness. Uh, me and too, Kurt. 
<laughs> Absolutely. But I want to challenge you a little bit. Next book. I get it, Steve. But I know, Kurt. Wait, I know ex- if it's the Kurt that we're thinking of, Kurt and I have been talking a lot lately about a video game called The Witness because it's one of the best games I've ever played. And he and I have been bouncing a bunch of Facebook messages back and forth. So if it's that Kurt, what's up, dude? Awesome, man. I'm sure he appreciates the shout out. But back to the challenge. Next book. Okay, cool. But what is the ultimate vision that you have of nerd fitness impacting people's lives? Not to put you on the spot or anything. No but... I guess, right? Like, <laughs> people don't realize this, but I'm building an army of really, really intelligent, very, very strong, fit nerds that can travel anywhere. Like that's we're primed for world domination. So no, m- more seriously, I, I don't know. I, I think you know Steve Jobs says he wanted to put a dent in the universe, and I think I think nerd fitness has an opportunity to do that. There's so much bad stuff out there in the health and fitness industry, and. So many predatory tactics from gyms and, and uh, online marketing and things like that that just drive me crazy. And I'm hoping that we can continue to be a place to show like, hey, look, you can do this ethically and help people and not prey on people's insecurities and, and build a great community that, that, that help people. So I don't know. I like to think of measuring our success in terms of impact and not dollar signs. And I'm hoping we can continue to grow that impact and and. Uh, you know, from a business perspective, I hope I can turn Nerd Fitness into a company, really, which is why I hire people. Nerd Fitness is a company and a community that will exist long after I'm gone. Uh, I think we got a fun group of people and a, a really fun team, and I just want to continue to explore that and see what we can do and how we can help people with it. Love it, man. Can't wait to see what that looks like in the future, in the near future. Steve Cam, thank you so much for being on the show today. You've truly inspired me, man, with your story and what you're up to. And uh, I feel like I need to step up. I need to level up my life. If you want to connect with Steve, I highly suggest you go to Nerd Fitness, check out what he has going on there. You'll know right away if it resonates with you or not. If you or not, you'll know within two seconds. And (laughs) where can they get the book, Steve? Yeah, it's available on Amazon, in Barnes & Noble stores throughout the country. Uh, I think it's iBooks and, and wherever else, but... Yeah, and it's funny, like you mentioned, like you're inspired and motivated. That's awesome. But anybody else that's listening, if you're also inspired and motivated, put systems in place. Use the motivation to make changes to how your day is structured. And don't just rely on that motivation because two weeks from now it's going to be gone or you'll be motivated to do something else. So systems, 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 systems. Put those in place and don't just rely on motivation or inspiration. Awesome, Steve. Wise words. Don't let this just be another hit of dopamine that goes away and you need another in your life has not changed at all. Go to nerdfitness.com. Check out Steve's book. If you resonate with Steve's message, what he's up to, highly suggest checking out. I will be buying and reading your book and I will do a review on it as well. Steve, thank you so much for your time, man. It was a pleasure connecting. And like I said, you've truly inspired me today. Thanks, Ted. Really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for having me.